Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I don't see nothing wrong with the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hey you, welcome to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's premium weekly tech podcast, slamming into your head every Friday like the first G&T of the weekend. This is the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, a weekly mushroom cloud of infotainment from the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Macworld UK and Computer World UK. Every Friday we head off to an audio caf, ordering audio eggs, sausages and beans in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Do not forget to subscribe, review, and tell your friends. And really do that, because there are about 10,000 of you listening to this owl gibberish. So some of you must like it, so please let us know. And if you really like us, you can sponsor us. Get in touch at editor at idg.co.uk or via the UK Tech Podcast Twitter feed. I'm Matt Egan, Editorial Director of IDG UK. And today I am delighted to be joined in conversation by the number one, Charlotte G, editor of TechWorld.com. Hello. The always fun, Chris Martin, consumer tech editor of PC Advisor. Hiya. And the ill-advised man bun, David Price, <laughs> acting editor of Microsoft UK. Good morning. This week we're talking Google, games and driverless cars. Mirror, signal, manoeuvre. Ayo. Me say I <laughs> Google, come and me wanna go home. <laughs> Chris Martin, I O I O. It's off to work. Google goes. Talk to me, brother. Right. Uh, so I O is Google's developer conference, uh, but it also streams it worldwide uh, for the press and anyone to watch if you're interested. And it made a whole bunch of announcements. So which one do you want to start with? Well, first of all, so Google I.O. is the equivalent to, say, WWDC or similar yep. to that. It's the big developer conference. It's going on all week, actually, but last yep. night we saw the big... Last night was uh, the keynote, the keynote kind of, yeah. Sunday, Peach Eye, yep. the crew. Yeah, the crew, the, the whole dogs. crew, Dave Burke and a few other people. All those guys. Yeah. Dave Burke. <laughs> was that two people? Or <laughs> it's Dave Burke. and Sunday, Sounded isn't a bit it? made up, didn't it? Dave, Dave Dozy, Dicky, yeah. Mick and Carl. <laughs> uh, and, okay... Um, Jeeves, all those guys. No, it was different. <laughs> um, so, what about Android? Android N? Anything exciting? So happened there were there? various Android announcements, including Android N, which was already uh, announced as such. But I mean, we know the alphabet, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> they've announced a few more details about it. Not a huge amount, 
um, but it is in um, a, a new stage, which I think is now a public beta. Um, and the name is going to be voted for. You can suggest names for Android N. So anything beginning with so, N. A bit Android like, N, a bit Android like the whole, or something. Yeah, a bit like the whole boating with boat face situation. Risky. It is but risky. they have the they did they did address that straight away and said we're we're going to pick um, the the one we'd like mm. rather than the one that gets voted for the most. Nuts! What? Uh, Google is anti-democratic. It's so there's that. There's also some new features. So um, you can double tap the recent apps button to switch to the previous task you were doing, which I've been trying to do on my phone for ages, thinking that should be a feature. Mm. Um, there's also multi-window. Um, you can reply to text messages in the notification as it pops up at the top of the screen. Oh, that um, is so required. Yes. Yeah, they're all... Because nice, it's just intuitive, yeah, you just think that you should They're nice it. things to have in stock Android, but they have a lot of them have been around for a while. So the inline replies to texts and messages has been in, uh, was on the LG G2, which was like 2013 mm. phone. So yeah, uh, they've taken you know bits and pieces that other uh, manufacturers already offer and put them in stock Android, which is very nice. Well, we'd like to see more stock Android in general. Anyway, yeah, wouldn't we? I think. I think we are seeing it a lot more stock on various phones. So the HTC Ten, as we've talked on previous pod, is very, very stock. Yeah. All the Motorola phones, which Motorola is not owned by Google anymore, but they're still very, very stock. Uh, so it is it is um, happening more. So, okay. fill, so fill me in as a as a non Android mm. man. There's not just one consistent There's Android one. that's on all the all the like HTC would have their own version of Android. Open yeah. source in it. Right. Well, they can, they can take Android and do whatever they want with it. So that's why Samsung's yeah. looks very different to HTC's, like historically. Yeah. So TouchWiz is Samsung's, HTC's is Sense. You know, they they tweak it. They use different bits. So the I drop mean, it, the drop down notification bar looks completely different on LG than it does on Samsung. There's a couple of factors there, isn't there? It used to be actually that um, Android was a bit clunky, and so manufacturers would legitimately make the user experience better. Uh, that's much less the case now, and I think most people prefer a stock version of Android. But then also the the commercial side of it. So if you're Samsung, you know I've, I've got my Samsung phone. It has uh, it comes with um, Amazon apps baked in. Someone is exchanging hands there. Um, there's various Samsung apps. You know they want you to buy your media from Samsung rather than from Google. Essentially, does this mean though that when you get um, I don't know a OnePlus phone or something? that you're not completely familiar with the operating system, that you don't have that consistency? Or is it, is it always close enough that you, you basically know what you're doing? There's a general a layout and how everything works. It's yeah. more smaller tweaks and more kind of... It's either style yeah. or slightly different way of doing things. Or so additional features, like on the Galaxy phones, which we both got, you... You can have the two ty- you can have two apps open at the same time on the same display. Yeah. Which actually, after a while, you start intuitively using because it's quite useful. But that ju- that isn't that doesn't exist in other versions of Android, so you just don't miss it, kind of thing. What else do you want to know about? Google There's a lot of Assistant. Mm, yeah, I want to know about that. <laughs> so Google Assistant is um, an evolution of just normal Google search, if you like. So. Up until now, you've been able to get your Android phone or whatever and say, okay, Google, ask it a question like, how tall is Mount Kilimanjaro? And it will give you an answer. It will give you it all in 
nice, How pretty. How tall is Mount Kilimanjaro? I don't know. Mm. Let's, ask Toto. Let's ask Toto. Um, so, who's Toto? Africa by Toto. Um. Previously, it would, you know, it would give you <laughs> the information. Like the height of Kilimanjaro. Well, no, but it has some details about Kilimanjaro in it. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it would it would give you the information in a nice Google Card style. It would maybe even read out an answer that is grabbed mm. from the internet somewhere. But now you can ask a follow up question uh, and basically have a conversation with Google. So mm. you're not limited to that one Google search. Uh, and it's not just going to provide you a bunch of links. So, so it's kind of more it, more semantic. You could of... follow up, uh, and if you know, you could follow up that question by saying, "Okay, how much are flights?" And you wouldn't have mm. to say the full "How much are flights to Kilimanjaro?" Sure. Because it, it knows, knows the context. The key to... thing is the context. So it knows what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think one of the example they gave at IO last night was a conversation about going to the cinema, uh, and then it made some suggestions about what films um, mm. Sundar could go watch um, based on what kind of films he likes. But then That's he said... Sinister, isn't it? I do wonder, what, where are they well, pulling the I data mean, from? Well, your past. Where the yeah. So, so they are going to be, you know... I mean, anything you use back. knows... I mean, any music you stream, yeah. like on Apple yeah. Music, presumably that makes recommendations mm. based on what you listen to. It's, what are you, what are you it's helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I don't, I don't want to be reminded. Like <laughs> no, I don't like change, but I, I don't want to be reminded of the fact that they know mm. about me. And I sort of dimly know that they do and that they're yeah. forming this the profile simple. of me. All you've got to do is stream a whole host of movies you don't like. It's a good idea. But the and convenience, but the convenience. I sometimes do that on Amazon. I look at products I don't like. Just to confuse really? them. Ah, <laughs> Sticking to, it to the man. <laughs> yeah, that's you bringing down the system from within. Yeah, well done. <laughs> 5,895 metres, by the way. So, oh, but, right. Oh, thank you. So, so thank Matt, you, Matt. That was... Matt Assistant is not quite as fast as Google Assistant, I think we've discovered. Yes. Or yes. you could do some talking in between. Yeah, no, I had, I had that result. Oh, 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 I see. Sorry, I thought you said something about like Matt. I just assumed that you only talk about <laughs> Max for some is, is Google Assistant <laughs> a thing now or it's a it coming thing? It is coming. coming. Uh, basically, everything that they announced last night is coming this autumn. <laughs> this autumn. <laughs> Pretty okay. much everything is coming this autumn. So mm. nothing was... Uh, apart from Android Pay, that got launched yesterday. Mm. Uh, Android Pay, the, let's talk the, about Android Pay. In the UK. Yes. Um, but just to finish off the assistant, yes. that, so that the, it can make further suggestions. So he said, oh, but we're going to bring the kids. And then it suggested more family-friendly films and mm. then gave him some times and then, you know, okay. even made the booking. So it was then ready on his phone to, Ooh, when he got there. Ooh, it makes the booking for you. That's so, interesting. And, it, and the same thing with, like, restaurants is linked into Open Danger. Table. Will, will we eventually See. just have all our Google assistants talking to each other and arranging our social lives for us? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And That's this sort of is... what I have at the moment with my wife. Mm. And I have my friends. And... Sorry, are you comparing your wife to a piece of artificial intelligence from Google? Ouch. It's okay. Cause I she, just she, have to pull she you She never listens to the podcast, so it's Well, right. you know, I'm sure she's she's got it right, I think, probably. What I'm saying is essentially that my wife is much more intelligent than me. Well, oh, that's, that's I, nice. I, that's a nice spin. Sure. Sorry. Anyway, so basically, you can go full on kind of chatbot with it, essentially, and make bookings and and full rather than having to use a ton of different apps or or repeatedly do different Google searches and stuff like that. And it's also mm. linked into the new uh, oh, messenger app, which is called Allo. I, I don't Allo. like that. I don't like that. Do you like that? I kind of like it because then I can say it in a Cockney accent. Hello, hello. I mean, That's what I mean, yeah, to oh, me. It's, it's all, hello, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
and that, what that, was that? That was oh, I was Renee. I, I was being uh, Scottish. Hello, uh, hello. No, what was she called? The uh, the waitress with whom he had a torrid affair. Mimi. No, Mimi was, was the second. Mm. She was later on. Was the other one? Mimi Lebonk. Anyway, either way, I just I, no. Was I it really I Mimi like Lebonk? Yeah, hello, hello was not a program famous for its subtlety. No, that's. I think that's a fair comment. Um, Android, what, what? Uh, uh, Android, Android Pay. Pay. Okay. Yes. Android Pay launched in the UK yesterday, although there was a bit of a false start because they tweeted out saying, Android Pay, go get it, and then nobody could get it. Well, like, <laughs> only literally a handful of users could actually download it because it was saying it's not available in your country. Mm. And then they tweeted going, yeah, ha- hang on a minute. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awkward. Yeah, Uh-oh. and then they were like, keep trying. And then and then the next day, yesterday, they tweeted saying at 10, 10 a.m., yeah, okay, it's actually launched now. So this is equivalent right. to Apple Pay. So. This is equivalent to Apple Pay, so you mm. just need an Android phone with version 4.4 and up, which is pretty much most Android phones, uh, and an NFC chip, which most Android phones have. Uh, and you can go and add your debit or credit cards you can add loyalty cards for different shops you can add gift cards uh, and then use them to pay for things at various shops what uh-huh. difference will that make to uh users kind of like what's the what's the immediate... well you don't have to carry cards essentially yes but do you think it's going to be like um widely adopted uh most of the major banks um accept it yeah uh, so lloyd's uh, and halifax nationwide mm-hmm. um Nat West, I think the the major one that doesn't is Barclays, which oh, is mm. like following yeah, following the whole Apple hold, hold Pay right, yeah. uh, thing. They're not doing themselves what, any favors. Why is Barclays? It's a B Pay. Oh, they yeah. have they have their own thing. Yeah, um, and essentially oh, they they amazing. they wanted to <laughs> they, they wanted to sort of see how the market shook out. Mm. They wanted to see if Apple Pay was a success, mm. um, and then they suddenly realised. Every other bank basically mm. was yeah. on Apple Pay, yeah. and then by that point they were behind, and they've only just got it. They have got it now, but yeah. only just. It's crazy. Um, I, what I find fascinating about this whole thing is that, uh, and we saw, you know, people genuinely celebrating when Apple Pay came to the UK, and and now Android mm. Pay. People get really excited about the ability to spend money easily. Yeah. But what different? I mean, what? Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm being ignorant, but is that much better than using your card? I'm not that fast. I mean, like, I just I'm I don't quite know. Happy like, just get so, my card out and yeah. tap it because it's, so it's contactless as yeah. well. Yeah. I, I, I mean, is that better than just tapping your card? The difference between the wallet and the phone is non-existent mm. for me. The difference mm. comes when you use the watch. Ah, oh, um, right. Okay. Presumably, so this also yeah. works on Android Wear. Okay. Not yet, but it right. presumably okay. will. Because that's the step forward mm. for me with Apple Pay. The, the thing yes, that I agree with that. Got me on board with it. Is it? Yeah. Because you're watching. Okay, that, that actually is a that's, step that's forward. But I mean, that yeah, must yeah. be you must be in the minority because far more people use Apple Pay than have Apple Watch. It's true. I think mm. a lot of people use it just because. I, I would have thought, well. yeah, it's like not especially with like transport. Like you can use it instead of the Oyster card mm. and things like that. That, that it's makes just, sense. It's just you have one thing that you carry, and you don't have to all have yeah. cards in your pockets. And, and it's only a minor thing, but I mean, it's a little it, bit more convenient. Well, it exists to get people to spend more money, doesn't it? That's the whole point. Yeah. Are you uh, about to go off on a, uh, a rant there, Matt? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was hoping. I just, I just find it strange. Yes. Um, so, other things. Do you guys have anything to ask Chris the home, about? Home, home, products, Google Home, I had that Google on my home. list. Yep, Google Home is uh, one of the only hardware announcements from yesterday. Mm. So, it's, um, it's a rival to Amazon Echo, which is... Right. So, basically, it's this little kind of 
Bluetooth speakery looking thing mm-hmm. uh, with interchangeable bases and some nice LEDs. And it's another kind of talk to Google and ask it whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> so you have it sitting in your kitchen, your living room, whatever, and you can talk to it yeah. and do the same. Th- it's, it's got Google Assistant. It's um, intuitive, kind of smart, whatever. It's It's a smart home product. And it also has a speaker in it. So obviously mm-hmm. it can talk back to you, but you can also stream music over it. It's uh, integrated into Chromecast, so you can tell it to play music in another room. Right. If you've got other products um, around, um, if you've got Google Nest, you can mm. use it to control your Google Nest um, so like, heating turn system. So, like, turn off the lights in the bathroom or something. Can you um, say that to it? Would it would it understand that? I'm not sure about lights. Mm, um, okay. There may be a system. Mm. Um, so, this is, again, coming out in autumn. We don't know mm. if it's coming out in the UK, because I don't think Amazon's launched echo here has it Mm. so these are kind of mainly u.s products it seems Mm. so i'm not entirely sure if it will come here or not so we could probably speak about google io for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. we probably shouldn't um but i would recommend that uh, anybody who is interested in all the many many things that google talked about yesterday head over to pcadvisor.co.uk and see chris and the team's in-depth coverage Mm. Um, and then all you know, the the way we should draw this conversation to an end is to say, uh, go around the room and ask uh, Google eyes to the left or Google O's to the right. Uh, Chris Martin, what, which I, eyes good? eyes good. Come on, I, where's your parliamentary process? Yeah, yeah. eyes yeah. eyes to the left, eyes, O's to the right. Exactly. Google, yay. Charlotte, <laughs> nah, Google, nah. Hmm. Abstaining. Yeah, uh, David Price. Yeah. Eyes to the right. I'm. I'm. I'm very impressed. It would technically, it was eyes to the left, but you know, we can. We can. We can live with that. Okay. One day we'll have uh, one of these questions where everyone actually sticks to the uh, the options they're given. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a short break and then we'll come back with another exciting topic. I wanna fall from the cars straight into your arms, Charlotte G. Driverless cars, fantasy is set to become reality, or is it? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, probably. <laughs> uh, so, so this week we had the uh, Queen's speech, and um, during her talk, Brenda said that uh, we're going to have driverless cars. Where does Brenda thing come from? Well, it's what Private Eye says. So it's you know, the it's sort of thing that people, uh, such as myself, who are not as servile as you, mm. uh, <laughs> used to refer to... Uh, to, to, to Her Majesty. To, to, to Mrs King. Um, well, don't call her Her Majesty the Queen or anything, but just no, the Queen. The Queen, yes. Big Brim. Yeah, so so, so she uh, she did her sort of a customary speech to open uh, Parliament, uh, where she obviously talks through what her uh, government are going to do. Because, of course, it is her government. To be precise. Uh, anyway, um, and there were a few announcements about driverless cars. So, yes, in four years' time, the theory goes we're going to have driverless cars in the UK. Elon Musk has also said that he expects Tesla to be to be doing that by 2020. And this week, um, also, they launched a public trials of driverless cars in Greenwich, I believe. Um, well, they, they didn't launch the trials themselves, but they've opened kind of uh, applications to the public. I tried to apply, but the website crashed. <laughs> well, you wanted to test a driverless car? Yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, because I mean, my my driving is variable and I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, uh, you know, an autonomous system may do a better job. 
Are, yeah, but it's still scary, though. You don't want to be do an early think? adopter with something like this. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, before before a human gets into that car, it's going to have gone through really, really, really rigorous testing. They're not. You're not going to yeah. be like a guinea, you know, a kind of guinea pig in the sense of, oh, will it, you know, will it crash or will it not? But the interesting thing about driverless cars, um, which my excellent uh, colleague Christina has written about recently, is the implications for insurance. Mm. That I think is a really interesting angle. Um, and you, you, can, you potentially could have this mad, slightly Gattaca-esque world where there's the insured driverless car people and there's the kind of very high premium manual drivers, which well, yeah, is quite an interesting prospect. Because it's yeah, it's weird because psychologically we feel more comfortable when we're in control. Mm. That's one of the challenges that the whole driverless car thing has to get by. But the reality is that the more you can automate, yes. the safer things become. Um, and then from an insurance point of view, that's going to make it so much cheaper yes. to insure a driverless car mm. than a drivered car. Yes. <laughs> a, driven, a, driven a driven car. car. A driven car. Um, and, and the problem with that is the driverless cars will be more expensive. So essentially what you're going to do is hugely subsidise driverless cars, but also exclude a large proportion of the yeah. of society who can't afford to buy a driverless car. Yeah. yeah Christina told slightly... me that the, the possibility is that you're still going to be liable even if you're not driving. Yeah, right. So, so, if, so, have, yeah. if it does crash, yeah. So, so you're, part you're of the in the car. You're responsible. Responsible. For it. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it the system? Is it you? Is, and is it also, the manufacturer. Um, yeah, the sure, manufacturer. Surely that will become an issue at some point. Yes, Somebody will. will sue. Yeah. The maker oh, yeah. of the software. It'll be something that gets resolved through the courts, probably. But that because it yeah. well, because they'll have more money potentially to be sued. Yeah. So it's a much more appealing. And also, they they are liable, uh, probably. Um, if, if they have been negligent, if in they've the way been negligent, they've it, prob- it probably is. I mean, the thing that I find interesting as well is that obviously your car is going to make decisions for you, so you could actually potentially have very um, kind of I don't know. You, you could have like a moral dilemma: Do I avoid this or do I hit that? Or you know, yeah. your car. There Would are it sort be of, programmed to, yeah, to that, kill I mean, the fewest number of yeah, people? Yeah, like how does it make that decision? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I find that interesting. Maybe maybe that's just no completely the philosophy. It's, it's really interesting. In me. Because what it would do, so it is a benign uh, version mm. of it, you know, it is currently in the highway code that if a dog runs out mm. in front of your car, you're basically supposed to run it over rather than stand yes. on the anchors. I remember that. I was a cat you're supposed to run over, but a dog is supposed to swerve. <laughs> Interesting. Um, we, we should check this out. I we think, probably should check I think that it was you run over pretty much everything apart from a deer. That basically. Was the rural, that was growing up in the country. Because, because, they're they're, because they'll f*** up your car. Yeah. <laughs> because they will damage your car. Because they'll damage your car. That's why. Yeah, but and also, yeah, and it could. That was the you. first swear we've had on the podcast. I think we've had. had the Sorry, I apologise to any children. That's okay. We just uh, put parental advisor on it. But um, yeah. So the, the point being that uh, instinctively we would want to preserve all life, mm. but it's enshrined in law that you do the safest thing for human life. Mm. But that's a very small. That is that is a thin end of the. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thin under the wedge, innit, mate? Mm. Um, <laughs> type thing, because, yeah, exactly that. If you've got the choice between plowing into yeah. a bus full of school children... Or, or uh, killing the driver of the or the passenger of the mm, car. Itself. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Like, could you have a situation could you where hack the driver in and say, car... "I want to be given priority over yeah. even ten schools"? But, but that's what I mean. Like, could, and what could if the they're... car decide to preserve you, even though that results in, in something? What terrible? if the children are obnoxious? <laughs> <laughs> what if they so, are is it going unworthy to be children? What if they are friendly? How obnoxious? <laughs> well, you know, they carry are. on. Can't take a risk. <laughs> just assume they're obnoxious. <laughs> in fact, just plow into all the children. <laughs> and, as, and as I've said before, if you are currently speeding, for example, mm. then can the police hack into your car and take control and make you stop? You know, that's the other thing. Well, you can you can hack into. Uh, cars. Although, actually, I went to a really interesting talk uh, this week at Google called The Future of the Internet, and it was extremely dry. But but there were some kind of uh, interesting sort of uh, points raised about driverless cars, which was that obviously driverless cars will have internet connectivity, but in reality, you want it to be quite a self-contained system. You, you don't want it to be reliant on having access to the mm, internet. Yeah. So, so, I don't know, that's kind of an interesting point. Well, you'd want it to be an air gap system, wouldn't you? Mm. Ideally, so that it could not be hacked. Yes, because there was there was yes. a real sort of. Although um, they can be, and they alarmist. have been. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those, those early mm. things that mm. I think put a lot of people off. But they were saying that they could just cut your brakes. Yeah. Um, yep. Another, another, and now they're kind of uh, talking about that with planes on Tech mm. World this week. Well, it was on. Yeah, it was on um, the tunnel, wasn't it? The second mm. series of the tunnel. Yes, and that, yeah, that, that, that is what we wrote about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good series, though. I'm it's interesting, it. it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. Departing from the French. Yes. French, Scandinavian. Yeah. Anyway. I think the the interesting thing about, just, we're slightly off topic, but mm. the thing with the plane, uh, as investigated, is that a lot of the software, <clears throat> because these things are all proprietary, a lot of the mm. software is old and buggy. Legacy stuff, yeah. yeah. So it actually is, mm. it would be easier, I'm not saying it's mm. easier or even possible, but it would be easier to hack a plane's mainframe yes. than it would be a new driverless car that's been made Yes, I think that's true. Um, mm. To be... A consumer product. So, um, who actually is working? I mean, how real is this? Who's working on driverless cars? Right um, oh, loads of people. I mean, you know, giving them more attention. Google obviously was was the big pioneer in driverless cars, but also, you know, you have Tesla, Ford. I mean, t- to be honest, most car companies are working with or partnering on driverless car projects, um, which kind of makes sense. You'd be a bit crazy not to be. Um, but in the UK, we have. Um, trials in Milton Keynes I think at the moment obviously uh, Satan's lay-by um, and um, I quite like Milton Keynes actually maybe that's an I've age never been. Thing. I've never been it's quite a pleasant place yeah, I mean it's yeah. weird okay. everywhere looks exactly the same until you get into mm. the town centre which is two malls right. but it's quite pleasant it's leafy yeah so nice to, nice place to test out the driverless cars 
Lots of roundabouts, which would be a good challenge. Right, for, well, for yeah, that's that, that, interesting. Maybe they chose it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, but yes, it, it is, it's, it's real, it's happening. Um, and there was I, the, there was talk of a lorry trial on the Yes, well, well, there was, uh, George Osborne, um, announced a kind of HGV sort of, we're gonna try, like, uh, dotting up about 40 of them or whatever, and they're all gonna go along on the motorway at a particular speed. Famously, George Osborne mm. likes nothing more than, at the weekend to get behind a 18 wheeler and cruise up and down. Oh yeah. Do you know though, honestly, he really, really does like getting his hat on and he does driving more than stuff. any other politician. He really loves that. He just, he absolutely loves that. Yeah. I think it's the, as, as they call it in PR, the optics, I think. I don't know if I should even raise this. Mm. <laughs> will, as, as mail online mm. suggests, oh, will everybody be shagging in their car? Oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Maybe. You don't have to answer that. That's not a serious question. Maybe. Maybe they will. Probably. Someone will. Someone will. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. What? Who will that person be? Don't know. Some um, idiot. Yeah. Or, or yeah. You know, just some free flowing. <laughs> Carefree individual. It does raise the actual serious point, which is that. Why did um, I say flowing? Oh, it does raise a serious point that um, automated cars yes. are not going to be designed to be fully automated. Certainly not at the beginning, but a lot of people will think mm. they are, and so they'll go right. The drive, the driver, mm. um, driverless car is yes. now taking control. I can yeah. get on the back seat. And yes, have a shag. Yes, um, well, whereas yeah. actually you need to be there yeah. for when the yes, system case, says yes. driver, please take over. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we already have automated cars, like. Um, so my dad used to work for Ford and occasionally I borrow his car slash cars and he, he's got this weird system where you can like just tell the car to park. You're just like parallel park and oh, it just yeah. parks for you. That's the dream. So we do actually already oh, I hate have. parking. That's great. Yeah, it yeah. is really great. So actually we already have partially automated cars. So yeah. when you think about it that way, driverless cars isn't actually as big a step as it sounds. And it is really handy. I tested the Vauxhall Adam that could park itself. Mm. And I, I spent about half an hour trying to get the automatic park thing to work, only to discover they'd mm. sent me the model that didn't have it. <laughs> Brilliant. Good excuse. Brilliant. It still sounds better than when I parked myself. Yeah, yeah I hate, yeah. absolutely hate parking. It's my, I, really? I, further to your, let's face it, sexist <laughs> point about your wife being a Google. She's never going to live it down. I absolutely <laughs> hand over the keys to Sorja and mm. say, you park the car. Actually, I quite like parking. Um, what I love is when you just get into a space and you're like, yes, yeah. like a boss. Like a glove. But I, yeah, exactly. But parallel, not, not so much. On hills in Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, let's uh, close this conversation off by uh, going around the room. Uh, Chris Martin, driver less is more or the road to hell? I want to try it. So, <laughs> you're, not, so, you're not conforming to no. the Commit to the game. Driver less is more. Driver less is more. Charlotte G. Is road to hell good or bad? Bad. Oh, right. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> what do not, you think? Not, not that, but yes, it's Charlotte good. Charlotte is a, a Satan worshiper. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my, my Satan itself, just, you know, don't discriminate against us, please. David Price. I'm, I think I'm like Chris. I want to try it, mm. but I'm still fundamentally very scared. Again, not yeah. sticking to the protocol. I don't really enjoy driving and I'm not good at it. So right. So Get yourself a focus, It's mate. very beneficial. <laughs> I've got Nissan. No, it's excellent. Yeah. Mm. No, focus. Never, never yeah. look back. Focus around. Yeah. Also, if you like park or if you're not good at parking get a mini because they're really mm. easy to park yeah. mm. can i get one of those smart cars you well, can you're allowed to yeah. why don't yeah, you yeah. ask your uh, wife stroke google assistant <laughs> 
Right, we'll take a short break and then we'll come back with our final topic of this week. Saturday night at the movies. Who cares what picture you see? The gaming industry. That's who. (laughs) David Price. Why does the movie industry think we want to watch movies about games? It's a mystery, really. Um, But... The Great, thanks. <laughs> End of podcast. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> the, uh, well, the, the gaming industry is the biggest uh, entertainment industry in the world. And it's, uh, it's, it's, very, it's sort of spreading its influence throughout everything. And one of the uh, aspects of that is, is films. And um, even though for a long time films based on uh, games have been a sort of punchline, uh, they are still making them. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Tomorrow, as we record this, today, uh, as you listen to this, possibly, 20th of May, uh, the Angry Birds film. Oh, is, you are uh, kidding me. Well, apparently, it's not as bad thing. as you would think. It, well, <laughs> I, I, what I'll tell you is that it's. Um, it, I'm fairly sure it's going to be the best um, movie based on a video game. I thought you were going to um, say best film ever for a minute. I was, <laughs> I was trying to remember who scripted it, but it's, we basically have done it right. They've invested in getting proper script yeah. right. And, um, there's, and there's a lot of good laugh, voice actors in it. It's got Dinklage. Change your life. Oh, it's got Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. The worrying thing about it is that Dinklage does not appear in the trailer, oh. which makes me think that um, he's got a very, very small part. Um, that was, oh, come you know, on, I, David. I You're better than that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> But it suggests he's got a very minor role. Minor role. Um, and that they bumped his name cameo. close to Yes, okay. Possibly just a cameo. Um, mm. But that looks okay. And then um, later in the summer, we've got the Warcraft film, which again, has got some good names in it. It's got, uh, it's got Ragnar Lothbrok out of uh, Vikings, for those who like that. Um, oh, shrug. He just said some words. Have you not seen the, the, the TV show... You don't even know Warcraft. Where do I start? All these cultural references you people have no this, idea this about. Film You're not looks... talking about World of Warcraft. Yes, yeah, so they've made a film. Is they're, there anybody making... from the Bill in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got Bob Cryer <laughs> as an orc. Ah. Uh, all right, I, I, don't know where, I don't know where to start. With it looks people. like a combination of Lord of the Rings and Avatar. Mm. That's very true. No, I don't like that, no. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> no starts. Film, don't, don't go film watch review programme. Just Lord of the Rings. I don't want Avatar. That was not good. Well, it's... Yeah, I mean, so sorry, it's, am it's, I taking it's, 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 so it's set in a fantasy yes. world okay. with orcs and humans. Right. Um, but as Chris says, it's massively based on CGI. Okay. Uh, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I find that very off putting mm. in a film. But they got um, Duncan Jones um, to direct it. He's an excellent director. Yeah. Moon ah. is one of my favourite films. Oh, Moon with. Uh, oh, yeah, that was so good. That was such a good film. Yes. Okay, maybe, maybe I will see that <laughs> just changed your mind <laughs> yes completely changed my mind because that was great it's interesting because there's um, a history of because uh, of, as, as, as I started off with there's a lot of money in video games in fact it's probably the only entertainment medium that isn't struggling uh, at the moment to decide what it needs to be mm. um, so whenever they make these projects they're like wow you know it's um, like there was a lot, a lot of talk about a Halo film for a long time mm. um, and they got I think Alex Garland was going to write the script uh, and they you know and they had all these people that were going to that were going to be in it and it never got off the ground mm. um, it was a Halo film wasn't it did they actually yeah. make it because it, it was delayed and it was delayed and it was it delayed mm. it must have Crap, made so. no yeah. so what I never understand with this right I can completely get making a game based on a film Right. Or well, vice versa. But well, no, because making a film based on a game, to me, you're watching someone else play. And I know esports yes. is a really big deal. Yes. But, uh, you know, is it, is it, as, I don't know. Is but it, you're is not it, involved. Is it intended to promote the games themselves? Is that what it is? Have we reached that point now where gaming mm. industry is so successful that actually movies exist as kind of adverts for games? 
Because, mm. or, or is it a lack of confidence in considering games as an art form in their own, own right? Because I, I, mm. I can understand, it. I can even understand esports. I don't really get it myself. But you want to go watch someone have a have a essentially a sporting match against someone else. But where it's a game that's got a story, mm. a first person shooter or whatever, or something like Warcraft, which is a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Wow, well yeah. done. Then it's about it was originally you, a strategy, but it's uh, about you creating your story rather than watching someone else's. It, that, by definition, that's just to me that's just going to be lame, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's a good point. There's there's about six points there. I don't know which okay. one to start with. Um, all right, let's so we start with the esports thing. You you recognise that they're okay, but um, I mean, you for example, like me, like to watch professional cricket. I do. Um, you also play it. I don't play it at all. Um, but watching it, there is a pleasure to watching people being very good oh, yeah, at an activity. Yeah. Well, no, in so, fact, um, I, I enjoy cricket. In addition to the many other reasons I enjoy cricket, one of the reasons is I was never any good at it. And in fact, I can't play anymore because I smashed oh, up my hand playing cricket. Um, and in a way, that makes my enjoyment of it even more because it's like, as well as the competition element of it and the aesthetic element of it, there is this thing of. I, I admiration for someone doing it much better than I can do yeah. it. But yes, yeah, so you get that with like let's plays are very popular, and a lot of you know a lot of people they go well, why why would you want to watch somebody playing spelunky or something? And it's because well because they a I get to watch I get a lot of the pleasure that I would have got from playing the game because you get all the visuals, you get the story, whatever. Uh, but also you get to see somebody very, being very good at it. Yeah. Uh, and then when you have got competitive games, then you're seeing who's going to win or whatever. Um, but beyond that, I would say to your I think your first question. It's not that the movie is an advert for the uh, game. It's that the game is an advert for the movie. The, the game is the property. The game is the existing brand that has this huge... So it's pull. a brand extension, essentially. Exactly. So mm. they, they just want to get a bit more money out of the fact that the Angry Birds um, are... <laughs> I mean, it just... The whole idea of it makes me really sad because um, I do most of my gaming on mobile. As I, I mean, where's say. the pathos? Like, I just don't understand. There's, like... there's nothing to it, is it? <laughs> Apparently, just... the setup is that um, the birds, mm. all but one, welcome the arrival of the pigs on the island. Interesting, so interesting. Strange, this is turning into Animal Farm potentially. There was one, there was one bird yeah. that was really objectionable. If I remember They're all rightly, objectionable. No, but there was one that was really, yeah. But there was one that was really very annoying. Which uh, one? I'm trying to remember. I can't well, the main character is red. It's the, it's the, it's you know, the, that, that's not the one yeah. I have a problem with. <laughs> but this is this is a game where you uh, where you, you throw, you, you throw things across the room. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's a really old. How do you construct a story game. arc from birds? You can't. Essentially, yeah. what they needed to do was um, forget the game entirely and just look at it as a brand. Yeah. And they've got these characters, and they sort of in later in later Angry Birds games, they, they increasingly. Um, work these up into sort of identifiable... But they've got the visuals as well, that's Exactly. So So it's a very distinctive visual style. Rovio Mm. has a very distinctive visual style. Where where are Rovio from? Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Okay. So I'm very short on ideas, I have to say. I'm a bit late with this. Nobody plays Angry Birds anymore. I know, I know, right? I know it takes a while to make a film. Really? Because we're so used to sitting on the bleeding edge of technology. You have to remember that there's a whole world out there that is well behind us. Interesting. They should all be playing. Nobody I know plays it anymore. Because all of your friends are hip, young technologists. They're all drinking. 
real ale and playing, yeah. playing the drums. Yeah. <laughs> As does Chris. Uh, but what about Fruit Ninja? I mean, are we gonna, is that going to be made into a film? I mean, seriously. It's, it's like, the same level. This is possible. In this, didn't, in they this make a, uh, didn't they make a film based on battleships? Yes, they did. Oh, really? they did a live action film. Just hilarious. Yeah. Battleships. I think it, was, I think it may even have been the director, McGee, as well. So, yeah, that's a whole um, pile worth of awfulness. The Pixels right. movie was a good idea. Yeah. But, but it had Adam Sandler in it. This is key. Well, I don't Well, also, Wreck It Ralph. Have you seen Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, that's, that's oh, a good Rick film. Wreck It Ralph is yeah. great. That's a, that's There's going to be a, a second film. one. That is a good film. But that's yeah. a good film because it taps into the nostalgia of people yeah, who played Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. But also, you know, a kid would enjoy it. My, my nephew, like yeah. I watched it with my nephew, really enjoyed it because it's yeah. got a story that lives on its own. Yeah. So it's kind of not of the game. It's not. No, the, oh, these are films about games yeah. rather than yeah. adaptations of games yeah. because you have to add something more. Is that when, when you play a game, then the interactivity is fundamental to it. You can have something mm. which is quite banal, but because you then have to exhibit certain skills to get past it, then you, mm. you get sort of um, emotional investment into that. But if you just showed somebody, like you remember um, Daley Thompson, Track and Field? Um, and, I'm aware of it. And you just had to waggle the joystick, and you couldn't just show that as a film. Filthy, mm. But when you're actually playing it, then you just waggle the joystick and yeah. you get a great you know, thrill out of it. I have yeah. to, I have to uh, ask if any of the games I used to play have made into films. Go so... On. I think I played a grand total of about three games. There was Unreal, Half-Life and Counter-Strike. Have any of them been no. made into films? No. no. Half-Life, could they be? Half-Life should have been. Half-Life you know, Half-Life had a good Life story. Would, uh, could actually be a, be a film. They always pick the wrong film. Uh, how many Half-Lives were there? Um, there's, one there's, and two? Just two. Okay. You never played Mario? Black and White. You could make that into a film, maybe. There's been a Mario movie and it was <laughs> awful. That's a terrible film. Mario. Uh, recently there's been Ratchet and Clank. Right. When, when did Mario come out? I don't remember. Long time ago. It was, was Danny DeVito. And what, what happened? Yes. Oh, actually, yeah. I think I remember that. Oh, yeah, no. it's not very good. No, there was a, a Power Rangers movie. That's not a game, is it? Um, <laughs> I think there is a Power Rangers <laughs> Let's game. Let's just but, list out some films. I mean, just films. I've written, I've written down some... <laughs> the um, Danish Girls, really Street good. Street Fighter. There was a Street Fighter movie. There was with a Street Kylie Fighter. And that's, yeah. that, see, that is a classic example of, of how they always pick the games based on how recognisable mm. and marketable the brand is rather than how mm. well it would fit in with the That's film. how all movies work. All yeah. Hollywood movies work. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And Tomb Raider as well is kind of like the obvious... Yeah. That's the one that I would think of, probably. There has been a Tomb Raider yeah. movie, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, yeah there is. And Tomb Raider's yeah. not... There's been two, and neither yeah. of them are any good. No. Um, With Angelina Jolie, I think. Yeah. Was she um, in the movie, or was she not the... No, she was in no, the movie. No, I think she was. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I actually you know, gave up some of my time to watch that. But there is, there is I'll a, never get back. There is an interesting trend... Um, getting away from... Because these, um, basically, these films are never good. Um, but an interesting trend <laughs> is... Apart from Wreck-It Ralph. But that's not that's yeah, not an so adaptation. That's different. Yeah, okay. that's like saying King of Prince Kong of Persia. Is a good film. Yeah, that was a okay, film. okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, but there's an interesting way that, that films are being influenced by games rather than simply being adaptations of them. Mm. Um, and I was thinking about the difference between um, you look at someone like The Karate Kid, mm. which is what is that the the late eighties, early nineties. I don't know, it's timeless, isn't it, really? It's like, it's, <laughs> I, it's, I, it's, I love like that film. Does it have I, a time? I, you know, I love that film. Um, but that's that's got a classic sort of video game structure. It's, yeah. a, it's a fighting tournament. Mm. Um, and you compare that to, um, has anybody seen The Quick and the Dead? Which is um, a Western. It's got Sharon Stone, and it's a really good Ooh, film, and Russell well. Crowe. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. And again, it's a fighting tournament, but they're all gunfighters. Okay, yeah. Um, and yep. they've learnt the lesson of, uh, of video games in the difference between these two mm. films. Because Karate Kid, you look at all the other fighters, and they're nobodies. You know, mm. there's like, there's mm. him. There's, um, what's his name? Ralph Macchio or something. Um, and there's the, the boss character, who is the baddie who bullies him. Every other person in that tournament is, is like a red shirt. It's, yeah. it's nothing. 
Um, but in The Quick and the Dead, every character has been filled out to have a gimmick mm. and they're interesting okay. in some way. Rounded. Like they've all got different... Well, they're not... Not rounded. <laughs> they're rounded in the way that it. video game characters are rounded, which is to say that they are, you know, not. grotesque <laughs> racial stereotypes in some cases yeah. or, you know, they, they've got some... In silly... defence of Karate Kid, it's mm. following on from the kind of Bruce Lee tradition yeah. of, um, uh, of yeah, having those kind of cypher characters. Absolutely. The, the other thing I think that movies have, like we mentioned CGI earlier, or CG as we're supposed to say that, and... Um, we kind of all rolled our eyes a little bit, but then I don't know if anyone's seen the Jungle Book, which is out currently. Uh, which is no, is it good? Like yeah, really, really good. Oh, and cool. to all intents and purposes, it's a live action film. And in fact, it's mm. it's 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 got one live action character, and it's a uh, um, what's the opposite of a live action film? Uh, I was going to say a cartoon, an animation. It's, it's effectively <laughs> wow. It's effectively so, so there's a person. And everything else is animated. Everything else right. is animated, and it's okay. done in it's it's quite deliberately mm. sort of hyper realistic. So the animals do look realistic, but you can tell they're not really you're not in that slightly weird bad Uncanny CG Valley. thing, Uncanny Valley, exactly yeah. of of is it real or isn't it real? You know they're not real. That sounds really weird, but but it's but, but, it's, but it's brilliant. And um, John Favreau, who's the director, was saying he, the reason they did it now, or the reason he was on board now, was because it couldn't have been done five years ago. Mm. And the reason those developments have been made, partly to do with movies, but a lot of it is to do with the gaming industry, mm. because now. Um, it's 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 a creative art form. It's design. It can be done in such a way that you could make a realistic looking tiger. Mm-hmm. That's a realistic tiger that can speak. So that's not. It's not actually naturalistic, but it's believable mm-hmm. and it's meant to look like the like the natural environment, but in a slightly hyper realistic way. It's difficult mm-hmm. to describe, but it's really really good. And you could imagine the same thing being made certainly ten years ago and being awful. And so that's a way in which the games industry is informing movies in quite a positive way. Interesting. Good. A full and frank discussion. Love it. Let's go around the room. Game on or game over? Chris Martin. Game over. Ooh, Charlotte G. I'm going to say game on. I'm feeling positive. David Price. Is this specifically referring to the Angry Bird film film or films films in general? Just films. Game Game over. I think that's the first time... Well, not films generally, films based on games. That's the first time ever that you all answered the question as asked. So thank you very much. And thank you, listener, for listening, uh, if you made it this far. Uh, Well done for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Uh, Do get get in touch, let us know your thoughts and opinions, and to shake us down for cash. Or indeed, if you're interested in advertising, please remember to um, give us a nice star rating on your chosen podcatcher. Um, As I say, lots of you are listening. So start reviewing. You can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. We will be back next week with more informed and some uninformed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. Uh, do find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and all the other places from which you source noise. Don't forget to subscribe. I've already done that bit. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to finish off this most slick of all podcasts, <laughs> say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 